0: I mean, look, a lot of us are really annoyed by you, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the deal, right? Like, But you just kind of embrace it now.
1: I mean, look, if I'm being really transparent here this afternoon, a lot of times I'm annoyed by me, too.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, it seems like a common theme. Like, we've established your children are annoyed by you, right? Well, it's not
1: that they're annoyed. They don't like the, the sound of my chewing.
0: Or the breathing. They
1: don't, they don't like yeah. the sound of my breathing. Right. right. But they like to it when a- I give them money.
0: Yeah, essential things. Although right. the money probably more essential to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, and then you know, you, you, your girlfriend uh, Rachel, the lovely Rachel, occasionally gets annoyed with you because you're not really paying much attention to her when she's trying to talk to you about stuff, right?
1: Well, she really—I'll tell you another thing she's annoyed by. You she's didn't answer by... her
0: email, right? Well, there was that's that. true.
1: That's true. Yeah. She's also really annoyed by the fact that we don't get off the air till seven o'clock. <laughs> 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 she's like i have to wait till 7 30 before i can even do anything she's like i'm working more than ever before in my life because you work till seven o'clock every night so yeah there's a little annoyance there as well
0: yeah 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 i mean listen if we, i wish we could be done at six bro trust me like it's not you know not my call
1: well maybe we should go back the opposite direction maybe we should be on from three to six rather than from four to seven and we could take away an hour of mason in ireland because that would probably be good for all don't you think
0: yeah, I mean, those guys would definitely want to work less. Although, I don't know if Mason would want to work less. I feel like Mason's identity is very much attached to the radio persona.
1: Well, he could join us for an hour. He could do three to four oh, with I us. Oh, I don't think he's willing to do that. Oh, like, really? He'll make it Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Let's, I might annoy him. not get crazy here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I mean, listen, I'd love to be done at 6 o'clock. Although That's the right. six o'clock hour, one of our strong, if I believe it's our strongest hour now.
1: Well, I mean because everybody's so stuck in traffic. You ever been on the road between six and seven p.m.? Yeah. You're like, where am yeah. I going? And for Plenty me, yeah. if I'm ever on the car between six and seven p.m., I'm like. Thank goodness we are on from 6 to 7 because we everybody's trapped and we got you people right where we want you.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because for a really long time on this station, like historically, the 6 o'clock hour was not a strong hour, um, whether it was me the last time or Max and Marcellus or Marcellus and Friends because it was like 17 other hosts between Max and Marcellus and me uh, doing afternoon drive, um, all those different iterations. Like the 6 o'clock hour was never a great performer, but all of a sudden it's a good performer now.
1: Yeah, I guess it uh, c- kind of goes to prove one thing, which is annoying equals winning. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Everybody get that?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, listen, I kind of, but I'm with you. In a perfect world, I've gotten off at six o'clock before from the studio, and it's miserable driving home at that time. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. It is, it is
1: the worst. I mean, being stuck in just bumper to bumper, can't move, can't go anywhere kind of traffic. And then, If you ever been in this position where you're absolutely stuck in traffic, you're not going anywhere, you're not going to move, you're on the 405 by the airport, and you have to pee so badly that you are willing to pull off into the emergency lane. And get a Gatorade bottle or something? Exactly. You need a Gatorade
0: bottle, though. You need something a little bigger lip, you know?
1: Well, and people, well, some people. And then, you know, some guy's going to drive by and see me, and he's going (laughs) to beep his horn like, yo! I know what you're doing no, out there. No, listen.
0: I don't know anyone who is a grown man, okay, who can go into a regular, normal, like water bottle, okay? Like, I'm sorry. Unless it's like Voss. Have you ever seen Voss before? Voss
1: <laughs> water? <laughs> yeah, the one. It's kind of like a Mickey's beer. You know, it's got the, the no, big... no. It's
0: like long cylinder, and yeah. it looks like a bottle of cologne, basically. Yeah. But it's yeah. got
1: the it's got the wider top to it.
0: Yeah. Yes, like good. a Mickey's in that sense. I think Mickey's like it looks like a grenade.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that one.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I mean, let's be real here, okay, about this Amanda sound. Like we all know her history with Mason in Ireland. She was the mama bear of that show. We get it, okay. She's a little, you know, she, she they say you have to be kind, you know, as uh, you know, people are around for a while, right? Like, you know, you want to pay homage uh, to the guys who laid the foundation, and that's what you know. What's what we do with Mason in Ireland? You know what I'm saying? Like we, they laid the groundwork, so we pay homage. So she's a little more um, with treats them a little more
1: with kid gloves, is the way I would say. Well, I would say this, George. Um, some people can dish it out. Some people can take it. Some people can dish it out and take it. Whereas some people can dish it out and can't take it. I'm a dish it out and take it kind of guy. Yeah. Dish it out, take it, and annoy the hell out of you, kind of guy. Well, I'll tell villains. you this:
0: you have definitely taken it way more than I would have guessed. Like, there's no question about that. I am very proud of you in that regard. Um, l- let's bring in Lindsay. Lindsay, do you agree with me that with Mason? I mean, you worked with Mason. You got to kind of treat him like with kid gloves a little bit. You can't. You got to be extra nice to him. You know, he's a little sensitive.
3: Um, I'm going to choose not to comment on that oh. situation. Yeah. As advised by my advisors.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, then is it fair to say that the boss lady, though, does have history with them? Perhaps why, you know, she aligns with them, you know? I mean, I will
3: say that maybe in this scenario, I don't know, you know, the, the whole context of the entire conversation, but I have been a party to many a meetings where Amanda has not been so nice Oh. And one, in fact, I think it was the first meeting that I had as their producer, Zoom meeting that I had, that like Mason just slammed his keyboard shut or his computer screen shut and was just (laughs) like, I'm out of here. So that sounds just
0: like him, actually. Yeah.
3: So she's not always like super rosy with them. I will say that.
0: Well, there goes that narrative. Uh, But anyway, you know. Well,
1: I I, I can imagine Chris was sitting on that for a couple of days, and he's right, though. Oh, my God. On, he said on, it. I mean, we yeah. don't have to
0: imagine. We actually right. said it. Yes.
1: So, so on Monday we missed you, George. Listening thing. Is... Yes. Right. We we missed you on Monday. Yes. Then obviously the last two days we have given way mm-hmm. for the Sedano and Cap show, and we yield to King James and the Lakers. But very yeah. frankly, if I'm being totally honest here with everybody today, because I yeah. want to be that at all times, I'm, I'm too honest for my own good. Yeah. It would have been better to put us on the radio over the last two days rather than the Lakers because I think people are probably like, oh, my God, I can't listen to this right now. How can these guys be losing this game yesterday? How can they be up?
0: I'll tell you this. I I don't think that's the case because drama sells. Okay? That's the way I look at it. And I guess everyone, you know, because here's what would happen to me if I were in the car in that situation, okay? Okay. If I were in that situation, and I had let's say I was tuning in for us, and then I realized, oh, I forgot the Lakers are in San Antonio, right? And Antonio. then all of a sudden you're hearing John and Michael talking about the game, and they're in this battle, right, with San Antonio. It's like, oh, my God, like, you're not going anywhere. You're sticking around. Not that they don't generally stick around for us, but I would certainly stick around there. But here, here's the thing. With Oklahoma City, it just depends on when they were tuning in because yeah, when really. it was 70 to 40 uh, – or whatever, um, you know, and you're listening to that. You're like, oh, pfft, this one's in the bag. You know what I mean? You're driving home. You're going to get the kids at practice. You're going to the gas station. Maybe you're pulling into your local Ralph's or Vaughn's or Vallarta, uh, you know, and you, you're getting things you need for the house. And then all of a sudden you get back in the car. All of a sudden it's like a tie game. You're going, what the freak happened around here?
1: Really? Yeah, well, maybe what we should consider doing is the radio version of the Manning brothers, the way they do Monday Night Football. Maybe you and I should be watching the Laker game live on the radio, so it's not really play-by-play. It's just the two of us sitting here critiquing what's happening on the floor. Because let me tell you, hey, how would
0: you suggest we do that while they're on the air?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. We move the Lakers over to the to the affiliate. We move them over to the Pasadena signal.
0: Are you crazy? Are you out of your damn mind? I
1: am, but it's only because of what I saw last night. And by the way, what I heard the night before that, I mean, listen, I was was listening to the radio broadcast. This was on Tuesday night. And first I thought, based on listening to John Ireland's call, I thought for sure Anthony Davis was hurt bad, real, real bad early in the game. I thought his shoulder was broken. I thought his arm was going to fall off. That was just listening to the radio. And then obviously later in the game, I thought for sure he was done with a knee injury. So I'll give Anthony Davis a ton of credit for coming back and battling and showing up and putting on a uniform last night. But... All of that being said, what I saw last night, especially the end and and the the storyline of the game, which isn't even that at this point that they gave up a 26-point lead, rather the very, very end and how offended Russell Westbrook was, it's disgusting. Seriously. Is Russell Westbrook for real? And am I supposed to just sit here and kiss his butt all day, every day? Because he's from L.A., and he went to UCLA, and he was a kid that went to the parades, and now he's back. Forget about it. What he did last night was ridiculous. What do you think about that? Like, let that kind of marinate a little bit.
0: I was drinking something. (laughs) (laughs) what do you think about that yeah Yeah. like let that sink in a little bit sedano listen let me say something to you now i i do think that being from la being the kid who skipped school to go to the parade being uh ucla great i think all those things help give you a little more leeway but eventually patience runs thin regardless of who you are okay and i think that Russell Westbrook, I mean, let's start with the Russell Westbrook part of the equation of his actual play. He had a quadruple double yesterday, but unfortunately not the good kind, mm-hmm. right? He had the uh, you know the assists, the points, the rebounds, but also ten turnovers. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know, Scott Kaplan that in the history of the National Basketball Association, there have only been eleven such games? where a triple-double has been committed with 10 turnovers or more and shot under 50%. Do you know that? I did not know that. Go ahead. Okay. And out of those 11, how many do you think Russell Westbrook has had in his career? I mean, listen. Now, granted, again, 11 in the history of the sport mm-hmm. where you've had The triple-double, the quadruple-double, but the bad one with the turnovers and under 50% sure. Okay,
1: so there's only 11 in the history, right?
0: 11 in the history
1: of the sport. All right, I'll just take my shot here, and I'll say Russell
0: Westbrook has five
1: and a half of them.
0: I mean, you're very close, actually. It was six. Oh, really? Six of them. So he has more than half, so you were on the right path. And James Harden, by the way, has three, and then (laughs) uh, there's only two other people that have had one. Um, Who are they? You know who they are? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's bad. Like, his decision-making, and this was something that concerned me. Remember, I told you at the beginning, I said, if Russell Westbrook can play the Dwayne Wade role, right, then you're okay. If he can't play the Dwayne Wade role, then you're in trouble. Um, And apparently, I and look, I I respect the living you-know-what out of Russell Westbrook. That dude plays hard every single night and maybe sometimes a little too hard in this in this sense that he's plays a little out of control okay but you've been in the league 13 years dude like I, I mean I know they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks but at some point you got to evolve like you can't consistently be doing this
1: well you know you say that he needs to be the Dwayne Wade role do you mean physically basketball he needs to be the Dwayne Wade role? Or do you mean emotionally he needs to adjust his mindset? Because the thing is, if you told me that you could teach him the physical part of this is what we need you to do, I'd say, okay, how coachable is he and how flexible is he? But if you tell me we need you to change your mindset, who you've been throughout your entire career versus who the this above. team needs you to All be, of the above. I don't yes. know that he can do it. Uh, and that was my question mark from day one.
0: Well, all of the above is what's necessary for this team to coalesce and and make sure that they're able to figure it out. Um, and the other thing is, as I've repeatedly said, even before the season started, this defense is going to be bad.
1: Well, through five games, it's already horrible.
0: Awful. 25th in the NBA. And, you know, we can dive into some of that on the other side. And the other thing is they don't scare anybody right now. And I'm not alone saying that. Jay Williams from Keyshawn, Jay, and Max each and every morning here on this station said that on first take this morning. And he's going to join us next. So I want to talk to Jay. We're going to talk to Jay about this situation with the Lakers because I think it is a big, big problem. Like, I I don't think this is a small thing that just gets corrected when a couple guys come back. I do think a couple guys coming back helps, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. Cl- obviously, LeBron being the biggest of all of them. They've struggled even with LeBron on the floor. So all I know this is this. What, of-
1: what I saw last night, George, and I'll finish it up with this, I'm disgusted by it. Really? So, Russell Westbrook, you're the guy now that tells us about the unwritten rules of basketball? I, we'll
0: get to that later. We'll get Thank to you. that later. Thank just, you. We'll get to that later. That, that, there's, a, there's a lot of show. Yes. I know we haven't worked in a couple days, Plenty but there's a lot, of, lot show. of show. So, we'll get to the show. We'll get to Jay. He's going to join us next. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. It is Lakers ticket Thursday. We're going to give you a chance to win tickets to a Lakers game. All right, Lakers Cavs tomorrow. Be sure you're listening to the show closely because around 545 we'll ask you a trivia question related to today's show. So if you're the first person to answer correctly, you win the tickets to Lakers Cavs tomorrow. It's just that simple. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any Who else is on this song? Is there someone else with her or is it just her? Is is it SZA? SZA. There.
4: there Damn. You're a real one. Cab, did you know that? No, no chance. He's like, what? SZA?
1: Of course I knew it was SZA. Are you kidding me? Of course. (laughs) I'm so down with SZA, yo. No, I didn't. I haven't been in the car with my daughters in a long time, so when my daughters are in the car, they plug their phones in, they play all the latest stuff for me. But I haven't. Yeah, this one's new to me, but I like it. It's snappy.
0: How old are you? Who says snappy? I
1: don't know. It makes me snap my fingers. It makes me kind of move my my hips a little bit. Just a little. Not a lot. Just a little bit. A little bit.
3: You should make sure that when you have these jam sessions in the car with your kids that you ask them, like, who is this? featuring who just so then you can like you know show off your knowledge do
0: well, you have shazam like you could just do it on the true. slide. you, you need I, to ask them
1: it's true but you know it is, but i'll say another thing Lindsay. to your point i told you guys i started to write down a list i'm trying to find it How here it? as a matter of fact yeah, started i started to handwrite a list of my man alex Toussaint on my peloton yeah, so this I, is how you know
0: all music, <laughs> right? So when I when
1: I do a club bangers ride or a hip hop ride, wait, I think and every he plays time, this music,
3: every time you mention club bangers, we should do the because you yeah, mention yeah, it at least once a day. Yeah, seriously, that's mentioned.
0: Yeah, yes. Well, do you have the air horns,
4: Laura, for that or no? I can't find it in there somewhere. <laughs> I would imagine
0: you guys should have
4: seen Lindsay in here though when Caps said snap his fingers. I was like, I wish we would have been in the
1: studio because she makes You guys, nobody snaps me. their fingers. I don't well, know how many people snap fingers. their fingers very much anymore. Yeah. Uh, really, they've given up on this. This is something that I people think in America it's, it's don't ver- do anymore.
0: It's, it's passe. Yes, I would say. <laughs> I didn't um, know that. Per, now, perhaps fingers. somewhat. Perhaps there are finger snappers in the audience that would say otherwise. There's the air horns. Yes, that's every time he mentions that Peloton guy, just do yeah. that because yes, <laughs> club bangers. Yeah. <laughs> or
3: hip hop ride. Don't forget about that.
0: Yeah, don't forget.
3: that. No club bangers. Ride. Club bangers only.
0: Yeah, that's a Club Bangers okay. uh, drop only. Okay, so
1: only when I say that, that, right?
0: Yes. Okay, I'm uh, not going
1: to say so, it yet, though. I'm going I'm to catch you guys off guard. I'm going to just kind of try and slip it in a little bit.
0: Yeah, all right. You know. um, speaking of slipping it in, um, Lindsay sent a, a tweet, or sent us a text of a tweet that was fascinating. Uh, some lady tweeted this out, and it's got a bunch of like interactions on social media. It says, uh, my son bought a book at the Goodwill store for 50 cents. When he got home, he discovered $500 tucked into the pages. Of course he's excited and wants to keep it. He's 30. I have no say. What would you do? Um, Let me tell you something about Goodwill. It's not like you could go to the Goodwill store and be like, hey, do you know who sold you or gave, turned in this book? They don't have records of any of that stuff. Like, for a book. So... Like you might as well keep it, or you could then re-donate it to a cause or whatever just you want to do. Just keep it.
1: Just keep it. Call it. Can I mean, we just be lucky for the day? Look, sure. if you've ever if you've ever donated to Goodwill, like I will donate to Goodwill often at a park right. and ride. So I will collect all my stuff. Take it to the parking ride. They've got the big, you know, like kind of a box, the packing box. You get out of your car, you hand over all your stuff. They give you a piece of paper that says you made a donation and away your junk goes. Now it goes into a Goodwill store somewhere and somebody who needs it can use it. Well, guess what? Whoever bought that book for 50 cents decided they wanted or needed that book. And whoever gave that book for gave it away, they were trying to get rid of it. So the fact that there was $500 in cash in there, that is your
0: money, dude. Keep the money. Yeah, and what if like the person who who put it in the good in the book to give to Goodwill, what if they left it there on purpose? Like, hey, somebody may need this more than me. I'm just going to pay it forward to somebody. You know what I mean? If you're they figured if you're going to the Goodwill to buy a book, then maybe uh, you know, you're you're probably a little hard up for cash, so here you go. I would gift. like
3: to know what the book was because I feel like that could tell you a little she bit more. She wrote
0: it. Uh, the lady your the lady you you mentioned this tweet. It was uh, a clockwork orange. Oh.
3: Uh, really? I don't know if that's a, mo- a book that you would like donate money in, right?
1: Maybe you thought no one would ever take this book from Goodwill. Let's see how long it, st- it stands on the shelf, you know, how long this $500 remains. I don't
0: know. Yeah, All maybe I know the is person there's... goes and checks, right, checks to see if the money's still right. there. Or That's right. okay. such a weird like, look,
3: book to put the money in. Listen,
1: because yeah. it's Samaritan. like some sort of
0: futuristic, I don't remember yeah. the, the movie like, or the book or the movie. It's both, actually. So people it's like some doing futuristic that. like deal, right? Yeah i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember i i,
1: remember. I, I, remember, I know there was a it's movie a and i know there was a book and i have no idea what either of them are about yeah
0: it's like some like futuristic like gang leader something like i don't know like there's some going it's like the future gang i don't know it's like weird it's like mad max ish
4: mm.
0: all i
1: know is this the good samaritan finds money and tries to figure out can i return it to its proper owner in this case, you found five hundred in cash in a fifty cent book in a Goodwill store. Chalk it up to good luck. Go buy five hundred dollars worth of lottery tickets. Pay your bills. Contribute to something. Listen, come on. What are you going to go back to the Goodwill store and go? Hey, look, I got this book. It was fifty cents. It was five hundred. You know who gave it to us? Do you know have any idea who donated it? You'll never find the rightful owner. Never. And enjoy the five hundred dollars and chalk it up to the universe has given you five hundred dollars. You know, invested in all. like
0: Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. And you may have like five grand in like a couple months. Well, you never know.
1: I haven't been looking at Bitcoin recently. I know there was a big spike at one point, and it came back it's like down. Sixty you're, G's? You're following this every day? You say it's yeah, sixty thousand like right G's. now?
0: Yeah, it's like sixty G's.
1: I mean, Tom Brady's giving them away like they're you know, like they're. Well, Halloween that guy, candy. that guy's gonna end
0: up with a couple hundred grand if he just holds on to it. That guy's yeah. br- if that guy hold the guy who got the six hundred touchdown pass or whatever. Um, So real quick. um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what I would I mean, just keep the money, man. Like, what do you want me to tell you? You know, like or donate it. If you feel bad about it, like just donate the money. Um, anywho, back to the Lakers real quick. Cause Jay Williams is supposed to call in. He may or may not call in. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but if he doesn't call in, do we have to uh do we do the Mason Ireland thing and just ban him?
1: <laughs> if somebody if somebody bails on us when they're booked on the show, we just immediately ban them.
0: That's the Mason and Ireland move.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they never really follow through with it.
0: <laughs> oh no, they, they are such it. phonies yeah. with that. Yeah, they banned Brian Windhorst one day, and this is when I was doing afternoons back in the day, uh, by myself. And Brian, you know, so when I used to do the afternoons before Cap, I used to just have like people come in studio with me all the time, and we'd do like Sedano and Friends basically, and it was fun. So Brian came in one day to do the show with me. And he was, I was doing crosstalk with Mason in Ireland, and Brian was in the in the control room where Lindsay and Laura are. And all of a sudden, he comes in and just sits there. And Mason's like, oh, hey, it's Brian Winhorst. Hey, Brian Winhorst, why don't you come in here and join us all? And I'm just looking at him like, you mother bleeper. You are such a phony. You have talked so much crap about him on the air, okay, because he stiffed you one time, all right? You I know, mean, that so, was one yeah. of
3: my first days producing their show when that happened. I remember that. Yeah. And it was a big thing because of what you just said. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he was banned. And Bergen yeah. was like, I thought you banned him because he didn't show up.
1: You're banning yeah. me? They're, You're they're banning phonies me? When it
0: comes to the banning, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to Mason in Ireland. Uh, this was yesterday. And I believe Ramona was in for John. And Frank Caliendo came on. And Mason told Frank, who's been a longtime friend of mine, he told him... Um, Hey, uh, so we just really have you on the air to fill time when we have nothing else to talk about. And I thought, well, now that was really transparent. I thought that was, you know, I thought that was great. Who did they have on to say, who did they have on and they said that too? Frank Caliendo, the comedian, the impressionist. Right. Yeah. So Mace was like, listen, um, we brought you on today because you want to promote something and we want to fill some time. And you're like the easiest time filler there is in sports talk radio. So they had him on yesterday. Which I thought was huh. unfortunate, because I would always love to have Frank on, and they just had him on.
3: I would be yeah. insulted if someone told me I was a time filler.
1: Yeah. Well, he's a comedian. I think he understood the comedy of it, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is funny. I, I, would, I, I, I know Frank a little bit, so I feel like he probably laughed. He probably chuckled when he heard that.
1: Yeah, I can remember I met this guy just by the way. This is 20 years ago, sitting over at Staples Center, doing one of these like studio roundtable kind of shows. Bill McDonald was the host. I was one of the guest panelists. Caliendo was one of the guest panelists. And for anybody who's a longtime L.A., Southern California sports radio person, Big Joe McDonald was one of the guest panelists at the time. And I'd never met Caliendo before. He starts breaking out this Madden impression. Again, this is 20 years ago. I lost my mind. It was the funniest, perfect, most amazing impression. And it's turned into a 20-year relationship. I love the guy. Yeah. But when yeah, we bring him dude. on, it's not just to fill time. It's yeah. to fill time and
0: other stuff. Right. Yeah. It is to fill time, which is different. Right. Different kind of filling time. All right, listen, let's get back to the Lakers then. All right, if Jay Williams joins us, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He, I've got two major issues beyond Russ right now with this Lakers team. We'll tell you what that is. And Laura had an unfortunate incident. We'll tell you about that as well. Uh, stick around here. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs>
5: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get five dollars off with code Eight Save. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. <laughs> we have had a lot of those. We do have a lot of cranky, and I'll, I'll, people. I'll tell you
0: this: we've had a couple that uh, that work with our next guest. And I love them to death in Max and Key, but, I mean, Jesus. I don't know how Jay puts up with it. Jay Williams of Keyshot, Jay, and Max. Uh, Jay, listen, I, I'm not trying to have you disparage your colleagues, but I am going to actually have you disparage your colleagues because I've worked with both of
2: them. I would gladly them. do this, Sadano. I yeah. would gladly do that for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, National, you know, uh, Pain in the Ass Coworkers Day. Like, I feel like you deserve the trophy for that.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I will say there there are moments – where these two start going and I just kind of like check out and my producer's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm somewhere really comfortable right now because <laughs> I'm just watching these two just zone. It. Like you're just going back and forth. And it, I feel like, I'm like, are we on first take? What has happened? But I, I got to tell you, uh, when things get heated, I enjoy it the most. Something about when things get awkward, I find the most calm and the awkwardness. I yeah. Like well, that. listen,
0: I, not only have I heard you do that on the show, but I've also seen you on first take having to deal with that. So there's that too. Yeah, so you have a lot of yeah, practice yeah. is what I would say. Yes, Jay. A
2: lot of practice. Yeah. Yes. Well,
0: well Jay, Jay it. It, it is great to hear your voice. It's been too long. Although I did see you in Bristol briefly. Uh, we were told not to hug because of social distancing, but it was good to see you anyway. Um, but let, let's talk Lakers real quick. Cause I have a, a number of other things we want to get into with you that are non-sports related that are goofy and silly, but let's start with business. Um, the Lakers, you I thought you had a very interesting take today on First Take uh, about the Lakers and just kind of an observation and also a conversation you've had with guys around the league about this specific Lakers team and how they don't seem to present um, and the intimidation factor that one would assume with the collection of guys that they have. What seems to be the thing um, that other teams are looking at when they see this Lakers team on the other side of the court?
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing from a, from a guard perspective, and, I, and I'm not going to divulge what a lot of guys told me, but just from what I see on the court, whenever Carmelo Anthony's in the game, I'm, call, I'm involved in him in a ball screen. I get, come out here and, and guard a ball screen, and I, I think there, with some of these lineups that Frank Vogel is playing with, I, I think they have some deficiencies. And I saw Shea Gilders Alexander actually destroy that uh, last night. you know. And I, I think so defensively for a team that was ranked The best defensive team in the league last year, uh, now being ranked 25th, there's a lot of new pieces. I understand that it's a work in progress. I'm not sitting here jumping to crazy conclusions, but I I just, you know, when you think about names like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, when I talk to guys, he was like, oh yeah, we got we got the Lakers. I'm like, all right, like, well, they're like, well, we can score against them in a variety of ways. Like we may have a hard time stopping AD or stopping Russell, but they're all. We're also game planning for these guys differently. And I think guys are looking at this team, thinking like, all right, they're older, they're not really locked in defensively. If there's a time to get the Lakers, we're going to get them right now. And I just I haven't heard that about LeBron James teams. You know, not when he was in Miami with D Wade, Chris Boss. they struggled a little bit, but it wasn't. They still had that fear factor, and it was the same thing with Cleveland. And I think that's gone now a little bit, almost like Kansas City to a degree people are like we we can figure you guys out you know we're like yeah you have the brandings Patrick Holmes Travis Kelsey Tyreek Kill but in the day we know we can beat you
1: yeah I heard you say this also earlier in the day Jay and I, I thought to myself another comparison was remember when Tiger Woods would show up on the on the range and everybody else would be like completely intimidated before they ever played and then Tiger got kind of old and the young guys were like yeah your poster was on my wall but now I think I can beat you when I heard you say that earlier today I was like. I have no issue at all with what Oklahoma City did last night with three seconds to go, steal the inbound pass, and dunk the ball. I'd do the exact same thing, assuming, of course, that I could jump, you know, play, put on a right. uniform, all yeah. those sorts of things yeah. that are holding all me those back. I, right. I didn't have any problem with it. What did you think?
2: Man, you know, a five-point game with four and a half seconds left, I've seen crazy things in the NBA. Okay. So I, I have no problem with Darius Baisley. You know, dunking the basketball, to seal it, to put him up by seven to close out the game. And I thought it was a statement. I thought it was a statement by Oklahoma City. Like, yeah, we're here to compete each and every possession. I get what Russell Westbrook was talking about. Typically, in the game scenarios, you just pull the ball out. But once again, like, that's exactly my point. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I saw a lot of young guys on the court last night smiling and things. And I feel like that's Russ trying to send the message that – we, can, we can't allow things like that. Like, we have to draw lines in the sand. I think it's reasonable, but I also think it's reasonable for us to say, no, 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 like, we, we may have lost the game, but you're not going to disrespect us. And that's what it feels like. It feels like people don't have the same respect. And I think in order for them to get that back, they have to go out and take that from people, literally rip that from people's souls each and every possession they play, and they need to find that gear sooner than later.
0: Jay Williams, Keyshawn, Jay, and Max each and every morning here on this station and across the country on the ESPN app, everywhere you see. And, of course, he's on first take as well. You know, the funny part about that, Jay, is I'm old enough to remember 2016 when Russ did basically that uh, (laughs) to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, He threw a a pass literally like 85 feet across the court to, I believe, Serge Ibaka, who might have been there at the time still. (laughs) And he dunked it like to end the game when it was already under control. So I find that part... Uh, hilarious, but I digress. I, I you mentioned you mentioned defense earlier. Um I personally don't think they have the right guys on this roster to be a good defense mm-hmm. anymore. What do you think?
2: My man, I Sedana, we I, I am on the same page with you, man. It's um when I watch these lineups. Well first off, let's let's let suggest a couple things. Number one, uh just to move to the offensive side of the ball for one quick second. Losing losing Jason Kidd, and Lionel Hiles, I think, Ooh. were big losses for mm-hmm. this team. Um, you know, when you would hear inside people talk about – first off, if you ever talk basketball to Jason Kidd, you're talking to a savant. You're talking to somebody that almost – he talks in a different vernacular when it comes to basketball. And I think the relationship between him and LeBron, how they would see things offensively, I wonder if he were on the staff, how he would, how he would try to make the offense flow – how either staggering minutes or some of the things they would talk about to get Russell going sooner, I think that was a major loss for them, number one. And as it relates to defensively, yeah, you have a collection of talent, but you don't have guys that, I mean, losing guys like Alex Caruso, like I'm a Bulls fan, Donald, you know this. Like he's on my team, and I love every second of it. Like he brings that toughness to the table. Contavious caldwell Pope. Yeah, there were times he struggled offensively, but you knew what kind of energy and effort he was bringing to the table each and every night defensively. And when you lose horses like that and you, you bring guys who are pseudo better offensively that you think, like you lose a lot of that identity. And I think that's what, that's what the Lakers are struggling with right now. Like, I've never seen a, a LeBron James team not have an identity, and this team does not have one.
1: Yeah, now look, Jay, we're only five games in, okay? And I, I don't think anybody's going completely nuts overreacting yeah. yet. But I want to say this. I, I'm concerned about Russell Westbrook, and from the day that they got him, this was my question, does he have the personality to fit in? Because when I think of LeBron going to Miami, at least the first year, I felt like Re- LeBron respected Dwayne Wade. Like, hey, I've joined your team, and I'm not so sure that, based on what I heard last night, that Russ understands whose team he's joined. What do you think? Does he have the personality to be flexible enough to fit?
2: You would hope so, but I've never seen him make the fit before. It's always been about Russ. It's always been about Russ. And when you see LeBron James hoist up as many threes as he had, I start thinking, why is LeBron adjusting to Russ? Russ needs to be adjusting to LeBron. Now, maybe LeBron recognizes that his skill set is more complete where he can, those tangibles like shooting and spacing, he can provide that in ways Russell can't. But I need LeBron to be aggressive. I need LeBron to get to the line eight or nine times per game. I need LeBron to attack and manage the game like a quarterback, like Tom Brady is on the football field. And I need Russ to figure out, hey, even if you do want to start him, I would play him for four or five minutes. I would take him out. I will run him with the second unit. Like I will let him be the energy bunny. And then when they finally are playing, I'm putting him in short corner situations of making him it takes away from some of your height. I'll even make him a screener. Like I know this sounds crazy because you're like, well, I can make him Russell Westbrook a screener. Why would you do that? Wait, but wait, imagine, but Dwayne like, Dwayne Wade did that. Like so if he I can agree, do it, you know like Russell should do it. I'm people with like, you. People are like, oh, Russell Westbrook, the ball needs to be his hands. I'm like, yo, I'll make this dude a screener. Let him roll off screens, catch, drive to the rim, kick out, make, be a playmaker off a playmaker. Yeah, like I, I, that, That's how you have to use them. You have to think outside the box. And I don't know if Frank Vogel has that because I think they lost that with Jason Kidd.
0: That, that is fascinating. And I'm with you. I mean, if D. Wade as a Hall of Famer could do that, then Russ should be able to but, do it. But I'm it's with a you. question
2: I, of will
1: he?
0: That's the question. No, no. And, question. And, and right, but Jay said he hasn't, he hasn't done it to this point. Right. Like it, so, so why should we you, think he will? That's my I mean, question. We'll, we'll have to see, yeah. right? Like you know, it, it's literally something that I don't think anyone can answer. I think we we'll just have to wait and see at that point. Like if he can, if he's willing to do it. L- let me ask you this one more, and then we have a goofy question for you on the way out. And thank you for joining us, Jay. It's all good, bro. So, I feel like LeBron teams, and this is just me speculating here. Like in a lot of ways, right? Like, but it's not. It's also an observation because it seems to be the case historically. You a lot of LeBron teams, even that Miami team that last year. Okay. They become too LeBron dependent, and mm-hmm. I felt like that what this illustrated these last two games against you know an average at best San Antonio team and the worst team in in the sport I think in Oklahoma City is that this Lakers team has now to be fallen be
2: anything other than average for a while. I'm sorry, I digress. Right. Well, Go ahead. At
0: best, I gave you at best. Okay, on their yes. best day, they're average, but um, it, but I, I think that this team has fallen into that as well. Um, And the problem is now is that at this stage of his career, you know, injuries have been have mounted up on him a little bit. You know, age is going to catch up to all of us, even though he is superhuman when he's healthy and he's out there. And I thought they were going to rest him a little bit anyway this year. But I I think that all that stuff that people have said that would eventually come to roost, maybe coming to roost here a little bit in regards to the dependency on him like every other team has.
2: Well, that's where you were, you were hoping that the energy backpack that Russell brought to the table relieved LeBron of a little bit of that. So, like, you know, I, I know we, we get into, uh, the, you know, the trenches about how the offensive scheme is supposed to work, how, you know, how do we clean up what's happening defensively, you know, but a lot of this stuff is, is worked out through the course of the year. I, I, I do think there are ways in which LeBron can be relieved but like once again, I think that has to do to how you stagger the minutes of Russell Westbrook. I think that's very important because he can provide that energy boost for the team. But the reality is, man, like we we haven't seen a player like LeBron James before. And as much as we want to surround him with pieces, at the end of the day, even in you know year nineteen at the age of thirty seven, LeBron's going to have to do it again.
4: Mm-hmm. He's going
2: to have to do it again, and. You know, when when you get into clutch moments, that's where clutch moments are made for clutch players. And I'm not saying Russ or AD can't have clutch moments, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to give the ball and put the ball in LeBron James' hands, especially when you need it to be. And people need to recognize championship teams are won by people who accept their roles. Every championship team has had players that have accepted their roles. And my question for this Lakers team is, you have so many pieces, including Russ, that we just talked about, I'm not sure everybody knows what even roles they're supposed to have on this team yet. Granted that comes in time, but there needs to be somebody that designates. This is who you are for us. This is who we need you to be. If you grow into something else throughout the course of the year, great. But right now, this is who you are. And that's where Frank Vogel and that leadership from the coaching staff and LeBron James needs to come into play.
0: Last thing for you, Jay. All right. We were talking about this before you came on. Uh, We saw this tweet of a lady who said her son Bought a book at the bookstore, or excuse me, at the Goodwill for fifty cents, and then he got home and found five hundred bucks in uh, the book. Should he give it back, or donate the money, or keep it if he needs it? What What would you do if you were a he's a quote
2: unquote starving artist? I'm sorry, guys. I, 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 if God gives me a gift, I am go. accepting the gift. There you this go. This is Goodwill. Right. He, he bought he bought it. Somebody Goodwilled him hundred dollars. Why would I ever give that back? Right, that's okay. my money now. I bought it. That's
0: mine. <laughs> possession. Is nine tenths of the law. Right, Jay Williams. Make sure you check him out each and every morning on Keyshawn, Jay, and Max. Uh, Godspeed to you, brother. Good to hear your voice, and thanks for joining us.
2: You too. Pray for me, boys. I need it every morning. Trust me.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> will. You pray, you pray for have. me. I
1: need it every afternoon, Jack.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I'm almost as a, much of a pain in the ass as Keyshawn and Max, but you know, not that.
2: Not <laughs> no, gross. you're fine, man. You're good. All right, All right brother. Good night.
0: See you. Take care. There he is. Jay Williams with you. Uh, all right. So, by the way, we have a Lakers uh, giveaway, 545. You got to be tuning into the entire show. If you're not tuning into the entire show, you're kind of in uh, a bind yeah, because we're going to do a trivia question. Yeah, yeah, you're SOL
1: at that point, really. St-
0: stuff that uh, that we've done on the show. All right. Mm-hmm. We're late. We went late with Jay because we want to talk Lakers with him. Look, if he said something that irked you, that pissed you off, that you felt was right on, hit us up now, 877-710-ESPN.
1: Love this oh, song. Yeah. Love this song. Now, now this gives me an opportunity, George, yeah. to say to Laura and to Lindsay in particular, you guys know Hot Child in the City? You guys familiar with this tune?
3: I, uh, yeah, I know the song. I mean, I've heard it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm rocking out to this one.
1: I don't know, man. I always get asked if I know these songs. It's actually before my time,
0: too, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I know the song, but it, yeah, like it wasn't necessarily a popular song As I was growing up.
1: Oh, man, I was a little kid, mid-70s. Yeah, turn it up. I love this song. Old school
0: is what that is right there. So there you have it. Uh, Thanks to Jay Williams for joining us there. See, you tried to run me under the bus, say I was the pain in the ass. And then he's like, (laughs) nah, he's not as bad as Max and Keyshawn.
1: (laughs) Well, we never asked him who's a bigger pain in the ass, Max or Keyshawn. If you had to bet on that, who would you say? Mm, I think he'd call it a draw. I don't
0: know. I mean, man. he kind of sounded that way when he was discussing it, to be frank with you. So. Well,
1: he kind of sounded like he wanted to play Switzerland in the middle. If it were me, I'd be yeah. like, listen, just on the outside listening in, I'm going with Keyshawn as the winner, Max is a close second, and Jay Will is sitting back
0: taking it all in. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's what he said. So here, here's the deal. Let's get to the calls because people want to chime in on what Jay had to say. Uh, let's go to Marcel and Moreno Valley because we already have a short segment here. So, Marcel, what's up, man? What do you got?
4: Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Uh, so really fast. He mentioned obviously the defense, everyone's talking about the defense, but we have to realize, um, you know, we still have our guys out. THT, he's supposed to play that role for us. That role Bazemore's playing, Garden, you know, getting that, that 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 uh their best offensive the other team's the best offensive player. THT they expect him to fill that. So I know we lost Alex Caruso, cap casualty or whatever. But THT's supposed to fill that. And then also, uh something he said about LeBron, uh, you know, Russ should be uh Rush should be adapting to LeBron and not the other way around. Well, LeBron's IQ, you know, he can handle that. You know, so I feel i much rather have LeBron trying to adjust to Russ. And in the playoffs, LeBron's going to be LeBron. So in the playoffs, we're fine. And then the last thing, uh, just Russ being a screener. Um, they did do some of that against Memphis. Uh, you know, LeBron, LeBron and Russ did that. And, and Russ was doing that screen. Uh, so, Donald, you mentioned about D. Uh, Wade doing that. So Russ was doing that, and it was actually working. So I expect to see well, a lot yeah. of that as the year progresses. Because Russ is such an unstoppable force, like he comes
0: at, at you like a locomotive, Marcel. I, I think what you want to see that is kind of being part of the staple of the offense is what I would say. Like that needs to be a go-to. Um, and look, right. I think that you know he brought up an interesting point, Marcel, and thank you for the call. I thought uh, Jay did when he mentioned just the turnover in the staff. There is a new, there is a turnover in the staff that doesn't hurt. Uh, that that doesn't help matters either. Um, but I, I'll tell you this. This is just me, and you could say I'm overreacting, but I've watched a lot of basketball in my life, okay? Scott Kaplan, and I'll tell you this this roster as currently constituted, yes, Taylor Horton Tucker helps. I don't think there's any doubt about that, okay? Yeah, Trevor Ariza will help a little bit, but Trevor Ariza is old now, okay? But this roster as currently constituted, if they do not make any trades at the deadline, okay, if they don't add anyone that can help on defense, is going to be a bottom third defense, meaning 20 to 30. At the end of the season. And that's not good enough to win a championship.
1: You know, George, I'll say this. So, yes, there were changes on the coaching staff. Did some of us, I put myself in this category, underestimate the assistant coaching staff? Yes, I did. Guilty. Okay. That's one excuse. Here's another excuse. Injuries. We're talking about that right now. Those are fine. Through the first five games, if you want to talk about cohesiveness with coaching and new bodies and injuries, all of those things are fine. We can have those conversations all day long. But let's remember what we're talking about. The Lakers were in Oklahoma City. They had a 26-point lead over the youngest team in the league. Yeah. And I don't care that LeBron wasn't there. That's when Anthony Davis needs to step up and say, this is my team. I'll put everybody on my shoulders. They they lost a 26-point lead to the youngest team in the league and then got done with the game and cried to everybody because they dunked on us with three seconds left to go and they were disrespectful and broke the unwritten rules of basketball. That's the story. They lost yeah. to those guys.
0: Yeah. I, I felt like that part of it was silly. Um, I'm with you on that. And, you know, I, I just think that, again, Russell Westbrook did that in 2016. It wasn't that long ago. It was five years ago oh, to the dude, Atlanta he's Hawks. Done it.
1: Like, he's done it so many times. People have been posting videos today. He was playing for Oklahoma City. There was like three seconds to go. They had a four-point lead over Sacramento. He took the ball, ran coast-to-coast, coast and dunked it in everybody's face. He's done this so many times to try and get his triple-doubles for his own stats, and now he's complaining because someone disrespected him. Give me a freaking break, dude. Yeah. You just I, lost to those guys.
0: Yeah, and they they lost, you know, having a 25-point or more lead for the first time in 230 games, 25 years. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's an embarrassing loss. There's no other way around it. Juan in El Monte. Uh, Juan, what's up? How
4: are you? Hey. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Hey, Cap. You Yo. nailed it, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Stop being a crybaby. babies. Let's just play the game. Uh we can all, we can we cannot always rely on LeBron James to get, get get us out of the mess. Put your man pants on and let's just do it. That's <laughs> there what you I, go, Juan. To say
0: yeah, that's what D- I have thank to you, say. Juan. Gracias. Um, yeah, look, they, uh, you know, it's why I asked Jay at the end. Have they become much like a lot of teams in you know LeBron James's career? Even that last year in Miami with those stars, right? Like Dwayne, his knees didn't hold up the same way, um, and they become too reliant i mean lindsey you i mean the Cavs. i mean we're way reliant on lebron like lebron historically i think that miami's the only team that's 500 when he when he wasn't in the lineup like every other team is under 500 uh when he was in the lineup i think the Cavs were like 4 and 17 in his second tenure there like it's just nuts um and and you do become too lebron reliant let me sneak in one more here let me go to lee and uh la Mirada. lee what's up
2: Hey, my brother. How you doing? Hey. Hey, I'm, I'm going to disagree with all you guys. And I said I, I called you once before the season started. I told you I've been watching the Lakers, are, I should say championship since Luau Cinder and Oscar Robinson. I'm going to go on the
4: limb and say the players that the Lakers got were absolutely on point. I wanted Westbrook. I wanted Carmelo. I definitely wanted the two centers they have. They're a new team. They go, You The first 20, 25 games, they might blow a couple of games. That doesn't mean that, that the selection was wrong. It just means they need a little bit more time to jail. And Westbrook,
2: by the time Westbrook gets to the playoffs, everybody's going to regret what you said. I'm going to definitely say that right now.
4: They got well, the team that
0: yeah, Lee, I think that to Cap's point earlier, though, and Jay mentioned this as well, and, and I, I agree with them both, and thank you for the call is he's got to fit in. Like, he's also got to adjust his game, and I think that that is a key component to all of this. All right, we'll keep it going. 877-710-ESPN on the other side. we got to take a quick break from games.